In the name of the one true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Before I say anything else, let me say how delighted I am, and I hope you are, to be able to welcome David Cobb, who is joining us as an interim assistant during this time of transition. David comes to us with long experience as a rector and also as one who has helped raise up those who are about to be ordained for clergy leadership. It is just a wonderful happenstance uh, that he and his wife find themselves in New York during the season, and that has proved to be a great gift to us. So welcome, David. Just this past Thursday, I was speaking in the catechumenate, the class we do every year for those who are new to the faith or those who want to explore their faith with a little more depth as adults. I was speaking about how to read the Bible, one of our topics in the class, and a question came up about the lectionary, the lectionary which appoints the readings to be read on Sunday. And I said that I so appreciated the lectionary because it required me to wrestle with texts I would not otherwise choose to preach on. Today, let the record show, I appreciate the lectionary a bit less. <laughs> this is not the gospel I would have chosen for this Sunday or for any Sunday. Ah, well, here it is. Right after offering the Beatitudes with their healing, hopeful, albeit incredible vision of blessing upon peacemakers, mourners, and the meek, Jesus continues expounding on God's ways. One thing is absolutely clear. God's ways are not our ways. It's early in Jesus' ministry, we're at chapter 5 in Matthew's Gospel, but he has already begun to stir up anxiety among the religious leaders of his day. But he says right before this morning's passage that he has come not to abolish the law, don't worry about that, but to fulfill it. Then he gets clear about what fulfillment means. It means being ruled by God's will from the inside out. Being ruled by God's will from the inside out. Which means that Jesus seriously ups the ante for anyone who wants to claim to be righteous before God. Laws, the laws then, the laws now, are all about human behavior. There's the law of Moses, and there's the laws we have in the 21st century. Laws put fences around our worst impulses so that we will not harm others. From the Ten Commandments to today, there is agreement, for example, that murder is wrong, and the punishment for murder is severe. As for hateful words, one of Jesus' topics, people do not go to prison for speaking them. Hate speech has to be combined with a crime to make it illegal. 
But from calling someone a fool to knowing that one of your fellow temple goers has a complaint against you, Jesus insists we get on that. We get on that without delay, even if it means having to leave worship. Leave your offering, go get that sorted out, and then come back. In life beyond the temple precincts, he says there is no time to lose if someone has lodged an accusation at you. No time to waste. These are tough sayings, but possible and imaginable. But it gets much more difficult when Jesus goes after thoughts. He would get no argument that adultery with its violation of trust and intimacy is wrong, but lustful thoughts. A former president once confessed to succumbing to this Jesus-adjudged sin, and he was roundly mocked. After all, the standard is impossibly high, and who hasn't committed lust in his or her heart? This president knew he had and said so. It wasn't that for which he was scorned. It was that he had taken Jesus so seriously. Not so seriously as to pluck out his eye or cut off his hand, something that even in Jesus' day was recognized for the hyperbole that it was, but seriously enough to recognize that his inner life was not entirely given over to God. Now, we've had presidents whose thoughts were not the problem, but whose actions absolutely were. Yet it was the one who took his faith so seriously that he knew everything, including his inner life, was meant to be subject to God's righteousness, who is ridiculed. Few, if any of us, want our inner thoughts scrutinized, nor would we discuss them beyond the confines of a therapist's office or with the very closest of our friends. Fortunately, after that, Jesus turns to the practical. Divorce. Now here, I'm actually a little more comfortable because it was, in Jesus' day, actually possible for a man to divorce his wife without giving any cause at all. On the other hand, women could not obtain a divorce, and for a divorced woman, there was the very real possibility of a life lived in poverty and scorn. I appreciate Jesus as the defender of the defenseless, that's just fine by me. Now, he may challenge me to think about how I treat people, and especially those the world gives me permission to ignore. But that's actually a challenge I need, a challenge I think we all need. And I expect, at our best, we even want to accept. So too, though we all equivocate, though we all equivocate, we know that letting our yes mean yes and our no mean no 
is the right way to go. As Jesus talks about human life and relationships and our failings, he is laying out the ethic that our presiding bishop has rightly described as the way of love. Jesus keeps insisting from the Beatitudes straight through that we recognize both ourselves and every other human being as absolutely beloved by God and treat them and, yes, treat ourselves accordingly. Sounds great, but we try other ways to go forward. After all, we likely won't murder even if our thoughts sometimes go there. And yes, we hedge our bets and qualify both our yeses and our noes because the world is a complicated place and a yes in one situation won't maybe work in another. Sometimes we end relationships on the slimmest of pretexts or with a less than wholehearted attempt to salvage them. And one of our favorite approaches is to compartmentalize, keeping our religious life over here and our personal life and or our professional life over there. Because that's the way the world works. It is the way the world works. But in case you hadn't yet noticed, the world doesn't work not for the majority of people on this earth, and not for us either a good deal of the time. Poverty, alcoholism, suicide rates, police brutality, deaths of despair, there's a new term. All of that may be the stuff of daily life, but that doesn't mean it's acceptable normal, but not normative. So what do we do? What do we do given Jesus' high and holy calling and the world in which we actually live? We start here. You are here, and I am grateful. Because by coming here, we are trying to make the decision, maybe have made the decision, to change ourselves from the inside out. Church, when it is the church of Jesus Christ, is all about training in righteousness, not because we're particularly suited to it, but because we at least know we are not. Here is where we learn to pray, and we are happy to help people learn to pray. So we might actually hear God speaking to us and find the ways in which we can speak to God so that there is actually a relationship, a conversation. Here is where in the scriptures we hear God's word, not so we can marvel at the wondrous nature of the faithful who have gone before us, but so we can learn that God was able to form a people out of no people 
and how we can learn how Jesus' love and life, his death and his resurrection turned ordinary, very ordinary, and broken, very broken, men and women into extraordinary disciples. Here is where we come to this table every week to be fed by Christ and with Christ himself so that his sacrificial love might feed our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. And then we keep those doors open so that anyone and everyone might know that they are welcome to come in and join us in that training for righteousness. And we keep those doors open so that we take what we learn, what we experience, and what we long for that we have wrestled with in here, out into the world, and into the whole of our lives. Compartmentalization is not an option. Will we fail? Yes, we will. Will we grow in faith and love? Yes, we will. Will Jesus love us all the way through? Absolutely, inside and out. Amen.